Hey gang, this week I've got something really different for you. Hollywood model and actress Gin and Tonic is on the show. So expect a whole bunch of interesting in this interview. In one part, we'll be talking about how Gin posed naked in a body bag with a corpse of a famous record producer. And I still have a certain amount of skepticism about whether or not that body's real. Still, it's undoubtedly performance art, and it makes for a pretty wicked conversation with a delightfully badass gin and tonic. So let's get right into the show. So podcasters, today I'm thrilled to have on the show the multi-talented model, actress, and all-round super badass gin and tonic (laughs) and uh, she's uh, based in LA and she's been doing all kinds of modeling work there and acting ever since she moved there to follow her dreams from Idaho welcome to the show gin and tonic thank you for having me so gin um, first off I think we need to talk a little bit about the passing of your hot little geisha I saw that on your YouTube you know you have done you have done your research, sir, the Idaho name drop there. And then, yes, unfortunately, as most of us in L.A. do, a couple months ago, I was in a pretty bad car wreck, and it resulted in totaling of both cars, including my hot little geisha, my little Honda Civic that I got back in 2012 that was really, that was like the start of my traveling modeling career. And me and that car have gone through hundreds of thousands of miles together, literally, And it was really heartbreaking. It really was. And uh, I uh, mentioned yesterday to a friend that I was like, every time I see my car, it saddens me, which is unfortunate because there's a lot of Honda Civics out there. And every time I see one, I just remember my poor little car and how I killed her. (laughs) I'm I'm looking at your film creds here. Ooh. uh Uh-huh. And one that really pops out for me, I guess would have to be Aliens versus Titanic. <laughs> That's definitely one that pops out to a lot of people. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about about that. I mean, what's that about? I mean, it's about, what, a spaceship? You're on a spaceship called Titanic? It's the Titan 1C, and it is. It's like the cruise lines of the future. It's kind of like Wally inspired So it's a New Year's party out in space on the Titan 1C, that uh, is in a collision, and only a f- num like a few number of us survive on a planet. But are we alone? And of course, I'm part of that little surviving crew there, and adventures begin. So, like, as maybe it's a bit of a spoiler, but it was in the actual uh, trailer that I saw online. Mm-hmm. There are little critters that uh, basically pop around and uh, go after people. I guess is the best. Uh, they're little oh, yeah. carnivorous critters. <laughs> they're devious for sure. There's, uh, yes. So we are definitely not alone, and uh, causes a little bit of chaos among the group. Is that out yet, or is that still being worked on? No, that actually, I actually just met with the our distributor of the film, Ted Chalmers of Tomcat Films, out in Arizona. I was just in Arizona, and we went out. I made him take me out to Indian food, which good luck finding Indian food in freaking Arizona. Um, we found like the only restaurant there hidden behind some gas station. It was good, but it was weird. Uh, but he mentioned it's been in post-production since we filmed it about a year and a half ago. And he let me know he's like, I'm basically, 
uh, I've done, I've given up on trying to make it perfect. I'm like, you just got to, at some point, you know, movies are like your children and you just have to be like, all right, that's good enough. And you send it out into the world. So there's been a lot of editing and special effects going into it during this time. And uh, he's ready to kind of give it the thumbs up and like, get it out there and get it seen. It looks like a lot of fun. And uh, also mm-hmm. starring in that too, I guess, as the captain is a uh, corpsey, which is mm-hmm. uh, a friend of yours as well. Very much so. He was actually the one. He actually told uh, Jeff Leroy, the director of that film, Corpsey and I were already friends and had worked together a number of times on various things. And uh, he basically told Jeff that if you don't put gin and tonic in your movie, you're an idiot. And so they put me in there. And of course, seeing as how I do so much nude modeling and I have no issue with being on camera naked, that kind of lends itself to getting a part here and there, especially in these these B-comedy slash horror films such as this one. It's super campy looking, and I love that. Uh, yes. I super love it. I mean, I'm a big fan of, uh, you know, uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000, some of those other ones, mm-hmm. and it just looks like tons of fun. Very much so. That's definitely uh, the the genre we're going for here. And is it true that Brie Olson also was in that, or is that some sort of, did I misread that? Oh, no, that's true. <laughs> she has a fun scene with a corpsey and another couple gals. Cool. So I'll be looking forward that to that for sure. I'm going to definitely mm-hmm. pay attention. And uh, some of your other role car calls here, rather, is a uh, Dracula in a Women's Prison and 30 Proof <laughs> Coil, two very different looking movies from what I can oh, see. Very much so. Uh, 30 Proof Coil was actually, that was years ago, and that was... Um, kind of in the same vein. And I was uh, cast as the lead, but I actually ended up being understudy to Alice Cooper's oldest daughter, Calico Cooper. And uh, we brought her in. This was back in my starting days of acting, filming up in Idaho. And we shot the whole film in eight days out in a barn in the middle of nowhere. And uh, Calico came out and you know, I learned so much and had so much fun working with her. And we're still connected here in LA and uh, keep in touch and everything. And that was, uh, that was a fun one, too. That was kind of where I got my start. And from there, I had a couple. It's from that film, one of the camera, actually, I was already friends with him on, from a different film. One of the camera operators had asked me to come do a photo shoot. And they kind of, those photos kind of blew up. And that's kind of really what transitioned me from acting into modeling. Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely took a look at 30 Proof Coil and and unlike a you lot like of it. these yeah, a lot of these uh, sort of more campy films, 30 Proof Coil, mm-hmm. I only saw the preview, but it looked like much more of a serious kind of endeavor in the sense of just being heavier, you know what I mean? It very much so is. The director um who is coincidentally my uh high school English teacher and we reconnected years later, Will Schmeckpepper, or he's a writer, co-director. And uh, he has a very dark sense of humor and that's very evident in the film. I also saw Zombie Town, which is another interesting oh. film that you did. It was a preview, mm-hmm. not a preview, but it was like a short. But was mm-hmm. that done for a festival or something? Was that? Uh, you know, that was just a personal project of mine. I wrote and starred in it, obviously, and I brought aboard a friend uh, who directed it. And did all the editing and you know it's just really a collaboration piece and honestly um I just like to make things for the sake of making things I have a number of different shorts right now currently in 
pre-production, as I like to call it. Uh, and uh, Zombie Town was one of the first ones of those. And so I don't believe, I think we entered it into a couple festivals. I don't know that it was ever picked up. And um, honestly, it's more about the process of making it and having it. And of course, eventually I'll have somebody on my team here. I'm actually looking, interviewing new interns at the moment. And one of their goals, one of their tasks is to uh, take my work and get it out there and get it seen for sure. It's like a written piece. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a lot, a great deal of dialogue. It's sort of philosophical. Mm-hmm. And then you have at the end is when you have the sort of like, you know, I guess the zombie money shot. But before that, it was <laughs> like, you know, you had, it was actually sort of exploring in a comical kind of way, mm-hmm. a situation of, I guess, what, what happened to a valley girl. Uh, if uh, if a zombie invasion incurred, you know, it's kind of funny. It was really good. I enjoyed oh, thank it. Thank you. There is definitely supposed to be some aspect of comedy to it. I do tend to find I was like, oh, this is a short piece. You know, this is nothing. And then in the actual creating of it, I discover rediscover often how wordy I am. And uh, so the length of the script is definitely all on me. <laughs> no, but it was an, it sort of I found it to be a kind of an interesting exploration, you know. Thank you. What have you been up to just recently? I mean, I I saw on your uh, Instagram there that you were mm-hmm. recently in Arizona. You did a big a big shoot there. I did. So if you follow me on Instagram, it's at the gin and tonic j i n n tonic. And I was just out at the Arizona shootout, which occurs about two hours outside of Phoenix. It's a biannual group shoot. So about thirty six models gather from all over the world. And then we had, I believe, 45 different photographers there. And it's just four days of dusty, dusty photo shoots out in the desert and just chaos and fun. And I kind of head out there. I'm uh, For this particular event, I do model there. I'm one of the models, but I'm actually more of the model liaison. I've kind of become more administrative in the event, whereas... I assist on the model side of things and I kind of set the standards and put my foot down with things to make sure that the girls are treated right. And more importantly, I kind of run around naked with a bottle of tequila and keep everybody's spirits high. Sort of like the mama model in a way, except you've got tequila. With the tequila, yes. I'm mama, model mama. When it comes to uh, noodling, noodling, oh my God. When it comes to (laughs) noodling, when it comes to nudity. What time is it there? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's 7.30. It's almost bedtime for me. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So um, um, were you always comfortable with being naked? I mean, in semi-public, outdoor kind of places. Um, I mean, did this come from an early age, The uh, this comfort? Oh, no, not at all. In fact, I find it funny that, you know, when I first started my modeling career, I didn't do full nude, um, which is a suggestion I have to to any model out there. You know, the it's kind of the myth is that you can't make money unless you're naked. And while there's some validity to that, I don't encourage anybody to do anything just for money, especially if it involves your nude image, which now goes, you know, on the Internet and then it's there forever. Uh, so I took my time before, you know, I felt the timing was right and it was more about building up my brand and it wasn't so much a matter of being prude or anything like that or being against nude modeling. It, I just felt for myself that, you know, I went with the timing I was comfortable with versus what everybody else is saying. 
but uh, what I get on my photos a lot on my images is especially people from that have been following my career for a while or photographers I worked with in the past. They like to say, oh, I remember you used to be so shy or you're not shy anymore. And that actually really pisses me off because I'm not fucking shy. I've never been shy. I'm Nudity has nothing to do with being shy. It has to do with the artistic expression. And so um, my comfort level with it, though, actually, I'm not comfortable naked. I find it a little bit – I like clothes. I like fashion. I like underwear. Like I don't like sitting on surfaces with nothing between me and it, especially outdoor modeling. And uh, since the very first time, you know, you just fake it. You really do. You just – because nudity isn't something I grew up with and that none of us really grow up with anymore. And kind of as a society, we've deemed as being sexual or perverse or uh, pornographic, you know. And so I get those labels thrown at me because I'm nude. But honestly, if more of us were just naked and acted like it's not a big thing, eventually being naked won't be a big thing. So that's kind of my attitude when I go into it. It's just, yeah, I'm just naked again in front of, you know, dozens of people. And as long as I don't act like it's a big deal, eventually it won't be a big deal. Yeah, I mean, clothes can be seen as sort of practicality, too. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm here in Montreal. There's actually snow on the ground right now. Oh, so, I mean, no, thank you. Yeah, That's so nice. exactly. <laughs> So, I mean, the thing is that, uh, you know, nudity outside is not an option. And even inside, unless you want to pay a ridiculous amount of heat. I mean, right. you know, it's not going to be, uh, you're not going to be doing something like that. Um, exactly. Recently, I saw an interview with uh, mm-hmm. Corpsey from Girls and Corpses, yeah. and you you actually went to a nude comedy club there in L.A. So, I mean, that, that must have been mm-hmm. kind of interesting then. That really was. That was actually the first time I'd ever been naked on a stage where the audience was also naked. And that was a lot of fun. And I thought the most interesting part well of course Quartzy calls me up and he's like hey gin and tonic I have this project I thought of you uh you know it's a new comedy show this Saturday and we'd both be naked I'm like sure Quartzy I'll go be naked with you on a Saturday night whatever and what was so funny is we went up on stage at one point and we were kind of introducing some comedians and giving away magazines and things and uh afterwards Quartzy said how close to a heart attack he was because that was such like a nightmare. And it's so funny because he's worked in this industry for decades. And, you know, he's very involved in like the fetish community and the adult community. So he's clearly got no issue with nudity. But him himself being naked on stage, it was just so funny how nervous it made him. And for me, it was just like any other day, really. Yeah, I guess that's what happens when when you're a model. But I, I would mean, I would imagine that maybe after the first... uh 10 minutes it's Mm -hmm. like if everybody's naked then it's like it's kind of like the novelty wears away and then it's like yeah you know we're all just sitting around naked uh, but I mean what about the comedy is it good very much so exactly and uh that kind of goes back to the whole if you don't act like it's a big deal then it's not and a lot of the people within this uh since Corpsey and I did the little behind the scenes interview I've actually uh I now host the nude comedy shows We have a couple more coming up here in L.A. on the weekend of the 15th, 16th, 17th of April. So I'll be hosting those shows. And, yeah, again, you know, everybody's naked. You're naked. Within, like, five minutes, you kind of just forget. It's just it's not about being naked. It's about 
this guy is hilarious and I am laughing and jiggling publicly. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, um, I'll be putting a link up for that for sure. And Please, uh, yeah. now something that might not become normal very quickly for a lot of mm -hmm. listeners, though, mm -hmm. would have to be the uh, photo shoot that you did with Kim Foley. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm just going to read about uh, this is from the Girls and Corpses website. And I just want to okay. like get some background for the listeners here. So Girls and Corpses is sort of like Maxim Magazine meets Dawn of the Dead. There are pictures in each issue of beautiful, scantily clad young beauties posing with hideous, decaying, festering corpses. Also, we have interviews, comic book art, music and movie reviews, and other mm -hmm. mayhem. What could be better? So that's Girls and Corpses. That's a, that's a press magazine. And again, it's for me at least, it seems like more kind of like campy fun. Although I've read oh, that the corpses so. are I've been I've read, I've seen, and I've heard that the corpses are actually real corpses, though. I would agree with that statement. <laughs> so the person who runs the magazine, his name, as I said, is Corpsey. Uh, how did you meet Corpsey? How I mean, he is uh quite a character let's put it that way from what i've seen he is he's a doll and uh definitely the magazine you know people see it and they kind of get a little weirded out or uh definitely they get weirded out um but it is all it's all in fun and it's a really good magazine and he he chats he interviews and gets photos with such interesting articles it really is uh, a fascinating and fun publication and I, I tend to read it on the plane and i get a lot of looks the flight stewardesses don't really know what to think about that. Um, but I actually, uh, when I first moved to LA, I, I don't recall how I came across the magazine, but I sent him an email expressing interest in being in the magazine. And he actually said, oh, you're already in it. And I wasn't aware a photographer had sent in an image where I was this little girl with a bandage on my head and the whole concept was that I was like drowned and washed up on the side of this lake. Oh, okay. And we shot that, we shot that in Ojai, California and that was possibly the grossest shoot I've ever done. Everything in my body said, don't get into that water, don't get into the, but I did it and it was disgusting and I threw that bra away. And Was it just uh, polluted or was it just, just? It was just gross. It was stinky. There was moss and mud and okay. things like in the reeds making scary sounds and it stunk it oh, was terrible but okay. so she actually sent that image into the magazine and he'd already printed it so he said you're already in it doll but i'd love to work with you more if you want to meet up i'm gonna be i think it's called the hollywood stars convention and uh he was had a table there and it's just a convention that happens at least yearly here in la and uh, you know, they have a number of celebrities that you come in, you get autographs, you take pictures. And he was actually in the adult room. He had a table set up with all the adult stars. So the first time I met him, I was on two hours of sleep and stupid hungover. It had been a crazy night the night before, but we won't go into that. And uh, at the table next to us was Ron Jeremy. And it wow. was kind of a slow day. So it was me hanging out with Corpsey and Ron Jeremy. And we've just been close friends ever since. We just had a blast and took a bunch of photos. And, uh, you know, it, ever since then, anytime he gets like a weird project, he gives me a call. That's pretty amazing. Ron <laughs> Jeremy. Wow. 
Um, so he's a deer, but don't, I wouldn't suggest ever being pantsless near him. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, just a heads up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is basically what led me to you. Let, let's, let's be frank. Like when I, I did girls and corpses and then I did a Google for other things and I ran into this story. It was being covered by TMZ and a number of other places. And, mm-hmm. uh, so basically, Kim Foley, for anyone who isn't aware, he was a famous American record producer, and he also wrote for Girls and Corpses, and he died recently at, at 75, and his last wish actually was to have his corpse, um, and I quote, defiled by fetish models. Yeah. Um, literally pulled apart, he said, but obviously that's technically pretty sketchy, legal-wise. <laughs> so. Yes. This didn't happen, but his wishes were granted when Girls and Corpses was able to actually intercept the body and do a quick photo shoot with a naked gin and tonic. That's me. (laughs) And you went in the body bag itself. I encourage the listeners to take a look at the picture. I mean, they may think it's kind of grody, but it it isn't really that bad. I mean, mean, uh, Kim, though, I mean... Let's face it, to me, he doesn't even really look, I mean, he looks almost waxy in that picture at that point. You know, he's just, he has no color whatsoever. Right. He's not, you know, we take care of our bodies in this particular society once they're dead. You know, we don't even give them the option to decompose for a a little while. You know, the embalming process is pretty intense. So honestly, like uh, people think, you know, a dead body, but it's nothing like, you know, uh, zombie films. It's just kind of a waxy figure. (laughs) So you climbed into the body bag Mm -hmm. with Kim and you were based on the picture, as far as I can tell, I mean, I didn't see any clothes. You were just completely naked, right? I was. Yeah. So nothing, (laughs) and it's very artistically done. So you're not, I suppose I had some latex gloves on. That's true. That's true. Clearly for the show. (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, when, when you get into a body bag with a corpse, it's always good to put on the gloves for hygienic purposes. Exactly. I made sure to do that. But did it smell? uh, What was the texture? Uh, No smell. Um, not really. I mean, maybe kind of like a medical smell is how I would describe right, it. Because of the kind of like that yeah, plasticky medical of the smell. Yeah, exactly. And as far as like how Kim felt is, you know, cold. I guess not. Not even necessarily yeah. cold, but not warm. Yeah. <laughs> like, so no temperature, no smell. You know. We're getting really clinical here, but uh, it's just these are questions that I have. I mean, how many people do I know or have I've met who've done such a thing? That would be pretty much zero. So, I mean, yeah, totally. Um, and you well, now one it's now fine. one exactly. This is awesome. So, were you scared at the time, or or were you flip a little skeeved out, or were you like, mm, this this is cool, it's fine? Oh no! In fact, um, so. Kim Fowley had passed and, uh, you know, he'd already made the statement about his, his wishes for his corpse and corpse. He had been on TMZ saying that, you know, he, he personally wanted to fulfill these wishes and, you know, it was all kind of scandalous. And he sent me the link and I called him and I said, well, do you have your model yet? Cause I would love to. 
And he said, I would love to have you do it. So I was actually very, I volunteered for the shoot and I was very excited. Honestly, I was very excited. I felt, I still feel really kind of blessed, I guess, to have been, to kind have of been honored. part of that. Yeah, very because this just you. wasn't just a some Joe. Like this was literally mm-hmm. a one in a million kind of person based on the Wikipedia so. that I've seen, Kim Foley. He did amazing work and he was just a almost like an oddity for 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 years, decades. Very much so. He had such a huge influence in the rock world and just a, a rock star himself and so many people that loved and respected him. And he was a crazy guy and um unfortunately I never met him alive. But, uh, you know, our brief meeting that we did have, I enjoyed him very thoroughly. <laughs> he seemed <laughs> like a sweet guy. Yeah, well, you know, gentleman, right? <laughs> exactly. Very respectful. Very kind. <laughs> yeah. Gracious and, uh, co-model. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I, in a way, you're part of his, you will be part of his last, um, uh, re- I, I, I don't know if active rebellion might be, but definitely <laughs> it's like, it's his last art piece his last production because like you know i have similar thoughts when i see uh uh, david bowie's last work it's like it's Mm -hmm. his you know it's his last hurrah it's his last production and that was like performance art literally very much so and i was so happy that we were able to make it happen in fact the day of the shoot of course we took about 15 minutes to do it because corpsey has his ways i can't go into details but we were able to make the shoot happen very quickly. And it doesn't really rain here in LA often. And when it does, people freak out because uh, they're just not used to it. And that day, as we got to our little secret location, it started pouring. And it lasted about that same 15 minutes. And you know, after I like put on my clothes and we ran back away, the rain stopped. So during the whole shoot, I had this symphonious, rainstorm going in as kind of the soundtrack to it and I really think that that was just it was I took it as such a great sign that here we were you know people I guess funerals end up being for the people that are still around and it's very rare that the dying individual's wishes are granted and so it was so great to like you said this act of rebellion like I want my corpse to be with naked chicks and and to be on a magazine cover. It's pretty you know? fucking was, awesome. I mean, most serious. people are, are were like, whatever. But he was just like, yeah, I want to go and, uh, I don't know, just a blaze of fiery, you know, uh, glory, basically. Mm-hmm. I guess uh, I'd like to end off on something here. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed actually on your, your, your uh, Instagram and also um, basically all over, you're currently um, talking about a yoga re- retreat that you want to go on. Um, yes. Can you explain a bit about that? It seems like you won a contest to go to Spain. I did, actually. Um, there was some yoga retreat that had an Instagram contest, you know, six days in a row. You get the email in the morning to do this yoga pose and post a photo. And I did that. And every day I posted a photo of the yoga pose and I, I tried to focus on variety and location. So for example, the first one was in the garden of my grandparents' house. And then the last one was out in the desert in Arizona. And somewhere in the middle was me and my cat and the Hollywood sign. And I found out 
uh, April 1st, I found out that I won. So I won the retreat. It's six days, seven nights in Spain, and it's the first week of May. But unfortunately, you don't win travel costs. The travel costs are not included, just the retreat itself. So starting on April 1st, I started a GoFundMe and I sent out a newsletter to, you know, all of my VIPs and everything that, hey, this isn't an April Fool's joke, I hope, and it's not, it's proven not to be, that I'm going to Spain and all of a sudden I need to get a $1,400 plane ticket and if you help me, I will send you my butt is how it basically (laughs) comes down to, like, send me five bucks and I will send you my butt (laughs) in order to get my little white girl booty out to Spain. When did you get into yoga? Were you always into that? Or was that something that happened recently? Very much so. I've not always been into that. Um, Yoga, I mentioned, you know, back when I used to be a personal trainer, I used to be a terrible, I was the one that told you, you know, now run five miles and I'd go home and eat pizza and get high. And so I was a terrible example, but eventually I started teaching Thai aerobics classes and that was kind of the beginning of having any kind of fitness in my life. Um, but to this day, yoga has been something that I try to commit myself to that I struggle with purely because everybody, the, the expression is I love yoga. It's like a moving meditation and I fucking hate meditation. I'm no good at it. I can't turn my brain off. The only way that I used to be able to exercise was those Thai aerobics classes for an hour. The only thing you can think about is, oh my God, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Just keep going. I'm going to die. Versus yoga that's, you know, such an exercise physically, but also mentally. And that's really the biggest struggle for me. And so I find a lot of times I still get angry while doing it because I'm like, ah, is this over yet? And they're like, breathe in the good energy. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. I just want (laughs) to. So it's it's a struggle for me. Channel your spirit animal. (laughs) Exactly. I actually did some meditation at a Buddha, at Hindu no, boot, no, Buddhist, Tibetan Buddhist temple nearby. Oh. And my legs are so non-flexible that <laughs> I would I would sit on that little uh, uh, mat, like the little mm-hmm. like cushions, and mm-hmm. my legs would go completely to sleep. And then we would have to do walking meditation afterwards. Oh, uh-huh. So I got, I would got up and one time my leg was so rubbery that I almost fell right into the altar. Mm-hmm. Like oh my goodness. I, I was, I just came a few inches away from falling to the altar and the monk thought it was kind of hilarious. Actually, he, he was cool <laughs> with it. Right. Those They're Buddhists. super chill. Yeah. The, right. the Tibetan Buddhists are super, super chill. Jin, I'm just going to like, uh, okay. let the viewers or rather the listeners know that, mm-hmm. uh, they can go to Jin in I didn't spell it out. It's actually J I N N. T-O-N-I-C dot com. That's me. And also everywhere else, you're the gin and tonic. So the G again, not gin like the drink, but J-I-N-N-T-O-N-I-C. I I think I got that right. And uh, that's for Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Tumblr, whatever. Oh my goodness. I'm everywhere. Only thing I don't have is Snapchat, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Snapchat is. Uh, it came back for some reason. I'm not sure why. <laughs> I want to remind everyone to check out your um, GoFundMe as well to let yes, you go please. to Spain. And uh, do you have any upcoming gigs or something? Oh, very much so. 
Um, so in addition to hosting like the nude comedy shows here in LA and uh, I, and this trip to Spain and of course all my travels, uh, just for modeling, um, as well, which all of my, my tour dates are on my site as well. So check those out and sign up for my monthly newsletter and I'll let you know where I'll be. And each month I'll send you a super sexy wallpaper and like a free blog post and et cetera. Um, but I also have some of my own projects in the works, um, a short film that is going to be for a specific film festival. It's more of a film, like a short film competition. I forget the name of it, but I'm in the works for that. And then I actually have a top secret project that I'm hoping to have released here in July that, um, again, will be written and starring me, but it's not a short film. It's uh, something I'm hoping completely new and that I'm very excited about. And I have a full team that's coming together to create this. And we're going to be putting out kind of like the preview of it from July through December and kind of seeing where the fan base takes off with it. And I'm thinking it's going to be awesome. I'm no, I believe and I know it's going to be awesome. It's going to be big. And I'm really excited to share it with people and to see people's reaction to it. And I'm afraid, sorry to be so cryptic, but that's all I can share right now that it's going to be hot and awesome and you need to follow me and I'll be posting it in July, starting in July. So there you have it. That's the big (laughs) tease. Everybody needs to follow Gin and Tonic. Yes, please. (laughs) So Gin, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you, Sean. It was such a pleasure. Well, that's about all for this week. I hope you enjoyed the interview with Gin and Tonic. Remember to go check out her GoFundMe campaign to get her to Spain. Also remember that all music on this podcast is by Chromatics Music. That's K-R-O-M-A-T-I-K-S. You can find them on SoundCloud and Facebook, too. Finally, remember to check out shareaslicepodcast.com. That's where you'll be able to listen to this episode and all the other episodes, too. Oh, and we're also on iTunes as well. Please, please consider leaving a review. Thanks so much for listening, and see you next time.